Shalom to all. Today's office is Yushalmi Brachas Daf Tesvav. We are starting the 16th line at the end of the line. And in the Vilna Surah Daf, it's Yud Bez, the third wide line, the sixth word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miram Sar, Basib Yaakov, Misha, Hernish, Shamashadav, and Aliyah. And we're in the world talking about bowing during Shemayna Esrei. The Gemara says, Tony, we have a Braisa, Ubalvad Shalayashuachiyasimidai. This is as long as a person doesn't bow too much, too excessively. A person shouldn't go crazy with his bowing. He shouldn't be bowing all the way down to the floor. He shouldn't put his head all the way to his knees. Just bow like a regular person. If you will. But now the Gemara qualifies this. Amr Yirmiya, Yirmiya says, That's as long as a person doesn't bow like a chardaina. Some translate a chardaina to be a ferret. A ferret walks close to the ground, bent over, but its head is always straight. So when a person bows down, they have to make sure that their head isn't straight. So when a person bows, they shouldn't do so excessively. It shouldn't be crazy all the way down to the floor, but they should bend their head as they're bowing. Ella, how should they do so? They should fulfill this pasuk of all my limbs, all my bones shall speak to you, Hashem who is like you. And the way that all a person's limbs can speak to Hashem by bowing is by bowing the head until the vertebrae of the spine are protruding. Now the Gemara tells us, the following thing from Chana Barba argues with this. He told Chavraya, which is the Talmud of Chamim, I'm going to tell you something very wonderful that I saw Rav doing, and I said it in front of Shmuel, and he got up, and he kissed me on my mouth. Baruch Ata, when he said Baruch Ata, he would bow down. But as he was about to say Hashem's name, Zaykef, he straightened up. And that's different than what we said before, because the Pasuk of Akalat Master Tamarno, Hashem, Micha implies that he's in a bowed position even when he's saying Hashem's name. Whereas over here, we see that Rav straightened up before he said Hashem's name. Now Shmuel, Amr Shmuel said, I'm going to give a reason why he did this, because the Pasuk says, Hashem Zaykev Kafufim, Hashem straightens the bent. So a person should be in a straightened position before he says Hashem's name. Now Amr Avami, Ravami says, It's not logical to say that. Elo, we should say the other way around. The Pasuk tells us, Because of my name or before my name, he's humbled. Which means that a person should be bowing when he's saying Hashem's name. He should be shown that he's in a humbled state because of Hashem's name. Now Amr Avavan, Ravavan says that's not true. Because Ilu Havaksev Bishmi Nichasu, if the Pasuk would have said, at my name, he's humbled. Yaos, so that would be correct. It says, before my name, he's humbled, which means, Kaidam beforehand, Ad Shaloi Hiskras Hashem, before he mentions Hashem's name, Kvarni Chasu, he was already in a state of humility, already in a state of being humbled, but by the time he said Hashem's name, he's not in a state of being humbled anymore, he's already in a standing up position. I think Mark continues, Rav Shmuel Barnasson says, Bishem Rav Chama Bar Chanino, Maya said there was a story about Echad with a person, he was bowing too excessively, and Rebbe removed him. Rebbe did not let him be a Shleach Tibor. Now Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ami says, Rabbi Yechon have a mother, Rabbi Yechon would also remove this person for being a shleich tibur, if he saw him bowing too much. Now, Amr of Chia Barba, Loi have a mavir, he wouldn't remove him from being a shleich tibur, Elagar, he would rebuke him, he would give him musr, but he wouldn't tell him that he can't be a shleich tibur anymore. I think Marketing was talking about brachas, Elu brachas shepaischen behem babarach, what are the brachas that a person begins with by saying barach? Kol ha brachas paischen babarach. All brachas begin by saying barach ato Hashem. But if it's a bracha that's right next to another one, like the bracha of Kriyashma and Tfila, we do not begin with the baruch. This is famous as called the bracha smuchal chaverta, one bracha right next to another. This brisa brought Kriyashma and Tfila. What does that mean, Kriyashma? Well, let's just take the first bracha of Kriyashma in the morning, for example. That begins with the bracha and it ends with the bracha. All the way after Kedusha, we say, and and we end off Baruch Atah Hashem Yotzer Hamayrais. The next bracha begins Avarabah or Avas Oylem. If you say Nosach Svard, and it does not begin Baruch Atah Hashem Alekinu Melcha 
Mam Avaraba. That's because the second bracha is a bracha hasmuchal chaverta. It's right after the bracha before it. And the reason why it doesn't require a bracha is because consider like one long bracha. We have the one beginning, That's the beginning for all the brachas that follow. And it's the same thing with Shemayin Esrei. Shemayin Esrei begins, And all the subsequent brachas of Shemayin Esrei do not start with a bracha, they only end with a bracha. A bracha hasmuchal chaverta. But now Hasa Rav Yirmi asked the following question. Hasav in Yerushalmi terminology is like massive in Bavli. So Rav Yirmi asked a question, Hare Geula, what about the bracha of Geula? Now this is referring to Seder night at the end of Magid, right before we drink the second kais, we say this bracha of Geula, which begins, so the question is, why do we begin that bracha with a baruch? Right beforehand, we say hallel. And in Eretz Yisrael, during those times, when they would say hallel at the end of Magid, they would begin it with the bracha of hallel. So that means that the bracha they say right before the second kais is the bracha smuchel chaverta, because it's coming right after the bracha of hallel. Why does it have to begin with the bracha? So the Gemara Tesafah and on top answers, Shanyahi, that bracha is different. The Rabbi Yechonim, because Rabbi Yechonim says, hallel, im shama beis hakneses, yotza. If a person heard hallel in shul, so he's yotza hallel. Just like in Eretz Yisrael, Nowadays, we have a minute to say Hallel after Mayrev Seder night, and in Chutzal Aretz, many as well have that minug. So, too, back then in Eretz Yisrael, they had the minute to say Hallel in Shul Seder night. And Rabbi Yechonon says that if a person heard Hallel in Shul Seder night, he doesn't repeat it in Magid. Therefore, that means that sometimes a person's going to be saying Hallel in Magid, sometimes he's not, but a person's always going to be saying the bracha before he drinks the second kais. So, we have to have a nusach bracha on that second kais, which is consistent throughout, no matter whether he's saying Hallel. So, that's why the bracha of Geula, of Asher Galanu, Vigalas, Avisenu Mitzrayim, that always has to begin with the bracha, because again, we have to maintain that Nosach always, no matter if he says Hal beforehand. But now we have another question. Hasif Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Yaisa, Kumi Rebbe Yaisa, he asked the question in front of Rebbe Yaisa, Vahasaifa, what about the end? Right now we're going to understand the Gemara, like Rav Chaim Kanievsky's beer, that this is referring to the end of Halel, meaning after the Suda, we start saying Halel, as in Halel Nirza, and we conclude Halel with a bracha, but it doesn't seem like we begin Halel with a bracha. But why not? We can't say that it's smucha lechaverta because the beginning of Halel we said before the Suda, and we're saying the end of Halel after the Suda. We can't say the end of Halel is considered like a bracha smucha lechaverta. We have the Suda interrupting in between. So Amrulei Rabbi Yisai told him Shtaim Heina. We actually say the bracha before Halel twice. Achas lebav achas l'shavar. Once for the later, once for the previous. Meaning we say it once before the Suda, and we say it once after. the the Suda, because you're right, since the Suda interrupts, we have to repeat it again after the Suda when we're about to say Hallel. The Gemara continues asking, Hesevun, they ask the following question, Hare Havdalah, what about Havdalah? Havdalah concludes with, Baruch HaTashem Lekinam HaChelam, Hamavdul Ben and the question is, why do we start that Bracha with Baruch HaTashem? We had just finished saying the Bracha of Hagafen and Eish and Psamim, so this Bracha of Havdalah is a Bracha Smuchel Chaverta. So the Gemara says, Shanihi, that's also different. The Mar of Bab Arzavda, Rav Bab Arzavda says that Rebbe Haimafazun, Rebbe used to scatter these Brachas. Right after Shabbos was over, he would say this bracha of Hamavdil, and this is before he made a bracha on Eshron Besamim. Later, when he got Esh, he would say a bracha on Esh, and later, when he got Besamim, he would say a bracha on Besamim. Then he would go and gather them on a cup of wine because he was being mighty everyone in his family in Avdallah. So, since the concluding bracha of Avdallah of Hamavdil and Kershlachel is not always said with the other brachas, so it's not considered a bracha smuchel chaberta. The Gemara just tells us Rav Chiyaruba, Hay Machanson, Rav Chiyaruba, he would always be Machanistam, he would always gather these brachas together. Together, and he wouldn't scatter them like Rebbe would. But now, Hasevan asked another question.
question, Hare Nevarich, what about Nevarich? So right now we're going to understand the Gemara is asking, when we have a Zimun and we say, Nevarich Shachal Mishalai, that's considered like a bracha, so there's no reason to begin benching by saying, Baruch Atah Hashem, Lekinam El Chaylam, Hazan Asa'ilam Kulayb Tuvay, that's a bracha smuchel chaverta. We could just start out, Hazan Asa'ilam, without saying Baruch Atah Hashem. So Gemara once again answers, Shanihi, the first bracha of benching is different. Sheim Hayushnaim Yashim Ba'echlin, if there's only two people sitting and eating, Sheinun Ayrim Nevarich, they don't say Nevarich, so therefore the first bracha of benching is not a bracha smuchel chaverta and would have to begin with Baruch Atah Hashem. And as we said previously, we always have to have the Matbeah HaBrachas, the Nusach of the Bracha, consistent in all situations. And that's why benching always has to start with Baruch Atah Hashem, like Kinam Elchaylam. But now the Gemara asks another question, Hari Hazan HaSakol. What about Hazan HaSakol? Now we're going to give two different understandings of this question. The first understanding is that the Gemara is asking, Hazan HaSakol, why do we end off this first Bracha benching with Baruch Atah Hashem, Hazan HaSakol? Since we begin with the Bracha, there's no need to end off with one. Now according to this understanding, the Gemara holds that with any given Bracha, only one Bracha is said in that whole Nusach, not two. Now, Rechem Kanievsky explains the question as follows. We have just said that when there's only two people eating together, they're not going to say Nevarich. Therefore, benching always needs to start with the bracha so that the nusach can be consistent. Well, if that's so, we should apply that logic to the end of the first bracha, which really means the beginning of the second bracha. Now, often there's going to be a zimun, but one of the people doesn't bench. He just answers a main to the bracha hazan sakal of the one leading the zimun, and later on he benches, beginning with naideh, because he was already yaitzay the first bracha. So it turns out that naideh is not starting with a bracha. But why not? We need the nusach of benching to be consistent in all situations. So Gemara concludes, Kasha, you're right, this is a good question. The Gemara asks another question, What about the bracha HaTavah which is the last bracha of benching? That begins with the bracha, Baruch HaTavah Hashem, Ha'chaylam, Ha'kel Avinu, Malkinu Adrin, Bayrenu, so on and so forth. Why does that begin with the bracha? It's a bracha Asmuchel Chaverta. It comes right after the bracha of Bani Yerushalayim. So Gemara once again answers, Shanyihi, that bracha is different as well. Tezayin Amaral on the top, the Ma'ar of Huna says, Mishaninu Harugei Beitar Lekvura, once Harugei Beitar were allowed to be buried, then Nikbah HaTavah Meitiv, the bracha of HaTavah Meitiv was established. That is a famous story. This refers to Bar Kochba's rebellion. He rebelled against the Romans and for a while was being quite successful to the extent that Rabbi Kiva even thought he was Mashiach. What ended up happening is that him and the entire city of Betar, which was hundreds of thousands of Yidin, was completely destroyed. They were killed by the Romans, wiped out, and the Romans were so upset about this that they didn't let any of the Yidin killed to be buried until many years later, after a lot of bribery and a lot of tefillahs, they allowed them to be buried. Now, obviously, one would assume that after so much time of not being buried, the bodies would have decomposed and they would have been in a terrible state, but a great nace happened and the bodies turned out to be just as fresh as if they had just died. So it's because of that nace that the Chum instituted the bracha of Hatoiv HaMetev. And once the Lashon of Hatoiv HaMetev, Hatoiv HaShem is good, Shuloi Nesrechu, that the bodies didn't decompose, they didn't rot, the HaMetev, and he gives good, that he allowed them to be buried. So the reason why Hatoiv HaMetev begins with a bracha is because it wasn't part of the original Nusach of benching. So therefore it's not considered a bracha Muchel Chaverta, it's just an additional bracha, again, not part of the original Nusach of benching. We're going to stop here for the day, continuing to ask more questions regarding Brachas Muchel Chaverta. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.